Episode 11. This is the Lakeland edition, the Colt 45 edition. This is actually our first ultra edition. So I'm very excited about that. For all you ultra lovers out there, I'm, uh, I'm working hard to tee up some future ultra episodes, so stay tuned for that. Uh, welcome to the PRP. This is the pre-race podcast, a show where we connect with runners within a week before a big race they've been preparing for. And our guest today is preparing for a 45-mile race this upcoming Saturday. It is Tuesday. We've got a few days left on the clock, but it's getting close. It's getting close to game time. Our guest host, who is joining me today, is also running in this race. And our guest has described the guest host as the devil on his shoulder. So we're going to unpack that a little bit here in a second. Um, as I mentioned, our guest host, I just met her about two minutes ago. She is ever so lovely. She has been running for 10 years. Mrs. Kate Morgan. Kate, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Good. Happy to be here. I'm excited to have you be here, Kate. We're gonna. This is a big. This is a big vulnerability podcast. We like to be honest. So Kate's a little nervous, but that's okay. We're gonna get her warmed up here before we bring our guest in. Uh, like I mentioned when we were email coordinating, he he kind of uh, proclaimed you the the running devil on his shoulder. I want to hear your side of this first, and then we'll hear we'll hear his side in a few minutes. What what does he mean by that? Well, I uh, I don't know because I feel like I'm I'm the running angel. Yeah. on his shoulder. Uh -huh. Just Pushing him to be a better version of his running self. That's right. That's right. So it just depends on how you define it. I think uh, there's a fine line between shoulder angels and devils. So I love it. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned to me when we were chatting before the show, you kind of entered the running world a little bit later in your life after you had your first kid. And you're now focused on a lot of like work-life balance. So talk to me, just talk to us a little bit about, you know, like running as it stands in your life and, and kind of what it means to you. Yeah, so since I started running, I've added two more kids to the mix. So nice. my mom of three um, and having kids kind of just like made me realize the importance of work and life balance. So running is kind of the one thing that's all my own because uh, so much of my life right now is taking care of all the little people and like my husband, who's just another big kid. <laughs> yeah, too. exactly. So you have four kids pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I love it. Running, running's been the constant through like pregnancy and postpartum and job changes and everything else. Like it's, it's been the one thing that's mine and mine alone and always there. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I think, I mean, I don't have kids yet and I'm not quite in that space, but just, I, I'm pretty aggressively busy in my, in my professional life. And I think you hit the nail right on the head for why I love running too, is it's just my own. No one can bother me. I can kind of process stuff on my own. And I think it's really important that everyone finds kind of their, their own version of that. Um, so three kids, how old are they? Five, eight, and 11. Oh, man. You're right in the thick of it right now. You're in, yeah. the, you're in the thick of it. Uh, boys, girls, what's the, what's the combo? Uh, oldest and youngest are boys, and the middle's a girl. Nice. That's kind of a good spread. I like that spread. Um, have any, are any of them watching mom and getting interested in running yet? I know running for kids is not as popular. People discover that a little later in life, but are any of them interested in it? Well, so actually my oldest son... Um, he used to crush a bunch of 5Ks. He ran his first 5K when he was four. Oh, amazing. Um, but we used to run up to his preschool in the stroller. So he just started hopping out of the stroller and running. And it was just like, this is how we go places. Yeah. So he, for a couple of years, was doing a bunch of 5Ks. And then as he got older, about two years ago, it was like, 
yeah, I only want to run if I'm chasing balls and playing sports and that sort of thing. So yeah. Um, that, that happens. There. He yeah. ever wants to come back to it. I'm yeah. sure he will. I'm sure he will. You go through that stage where you go into the sports zone and then you realize you're too old. That's what happened to me. I did soccer all through college and then realized I got to stop chasing the ball. <laughs> My body can't handle it anymore. Um, okay. Amazing. Well, Kate, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to talk more about this kind of crazy race that you guys are going to take on on Saturday. Let's, um, let's bring in our special guest. He uh, is a running coach and has been for a long time. He is also a fellow uh, running podcast host, and I joined him last week on his show, and it was just such a joy to chat with him, Mr. Denny Cray. Denny, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us, my good man. Oh, I'm happy to be here, Adam. Thanks for uh, for having me, and and uh, you know, Miss Miss Angel slash Devil. Uh, glad that she could join us today. I, as well. I love it. I'm I'm excited. So, Denny, I know I didn't get a huge chance to talk to you when I joined you last week on on your show. I know that you've had the podcast rolling here for the better side of like seven years and you are getting very, you are knocking on the door of your thousandth episode. But let's talk a little bit more for a second before we dive in about your involvement in running. Have, has this been something you've been doing your, your whole life? Did you get into it later in life or, you know, what's like, what's the timeline for you? Yeah, definitely, definitely later for me as well. Um, I, I was, I never ran any five K's like, like Kate's kids have done, or at least the oldest one has, but, uh, certainly was, was always the, the ball chaser, you know, like, like I hated running, but if, if, you know, there was, there was a ball to be, you know, whether it's on a court in a field on a diamond, like whatever, like put me out there and, and I'll play the sports things and run around and keep up, but, you know, put me on a track or run in the mile in gym class or any of those types of things or the conditioning parts of the sports. Um, I was usually bringing up the rear and, and hating every minute of it. Um, and that kind of just, you know, translated through, you know, in, in college, I'd run for a little bit of fitness. I did try to stay in shape, I guess, you know, if, if the, the, the late night beers and pizzas and things like that start to pile up. And so, right. um, where I went to college, we had a nice little lake that was just about three miles around, uh, that kind of bordered one edge of campus. So it was real, real convenient to go run, run the lake. And, um, also every once in a while, one of the sorority girls would ask if you wanted to go run the lake. So of course you always said yes. When, yeah. when that was, That's when that was, up. uh, yeah. When that was part of the equation. Um, but never really enjoyed it. You know, it, it was something I would, like I said, I, I would do to try to, to just stay in some semblance of a shape. And then when I was in grad school, I was working with the track and cross country team at middle Tennessee state university. Okay. And, um, like I just, you know, sit at the track every day for three, four five hours watching practice. My, my background is in athletic training. So like I, I was out there to kind of help them, you know, warm up and stretch and tape and do, do those types of things. Um, but then, practice was usually pretty loosely structured and like, like literally we, you know, would be there for three or four hours a day, every day. And I just got so bored that when they were stretching at the end, like I'll run a couple laps just to pass some time. Yeah. And, and I guess that was where it kind of started to, to hit a little bit. I didn't really enjoy it that much, but it was something to do that was, that was a little bit active that was moving around. We'd go to away meets and I'd have hours where I had nothing to do based on the schedule of the meet. So I'd go tour, campuses you know i'd go run around auburn or go run around kentucky or georgia tech or whatever whatever school we were at for the meet that weekend um just run run and kind of like you know check out the architecture of the campus or be like wow this this part's cool i would have loved to go go to school here whatever case might be and so that kind of started pushing me more towards it still not really enjoying it but at least kind of starting to not hate it right. and then it just kind of took off from there um and that was that was late you know 2008 2009 um, so it's a little over a decade now where running has been a pretty regular part of my life. Um, and certainly the last six, seven, eight years have been something that I've 
you know, like Kate, it, it's, it's my time. It's me time. Uh, it balances things out uh, and, and really look forward to my runs now, as opposed to looking forward to my runs being over yeah, um, right. and, and ideally not even starting, but if they had to start, at least they were going to finish before long. And now it's, it's, you just want to keep going. Yeah. I love it. I think, uh, I think it's a great point you bring up, like being able to kind of like cruise around and tour cities. I think it's, it's a, it's very accessible, like you said, and then B it just, it's like, it gives you a lot of freedom to cruise around check things out. And for you, if you were like traveling on college campuses and stuff, what a, I mean, what an awesome setting for you to just, you know, constantly have access to, check out new places. So 2010, you kind of start liking it more. When did you start? And you have your professional background in athletic training. When did you first kind of start unpacking the, I kind of want to start coaching and, and helping other people discover this stuff? Um, it, I was, I was working, you know, kind of a, a day job or whatever you want to call it, uh, working with a physical therapy clinic, doing outreach, which wasn't my ideal situation, but you know, it was, it was fine. Um, and then based on some kind of the agreements between our company and the, and the company that we were contracted for um, one of the central Florida theme parks that I'm not supposed to name by name, but you can probably figure out at least one of the two Yes, and, you know, you, you at least kind of do the math there. Um, the scope of what we were allowed to do kept getting less and less. And you could just like, it just, the morale was going down and I wasn't really enjoying it. So I was looking for things to do to potentially kind of start my own business. It was kind of, I was kind of that guy that was like, man, you know, like working for the guy, working for the man. And like, yep. like that's no fun. Like right. I want to be the man. <laughs> right. um, so I started doing personal training and, and my, my, my differentiator was that instead of working out of a gym, I was, I was mobile. So I'd go to people's houses, go to their offices, um, meet them where it was convenient for them to do, wow. to do, you know, put them through their workouts. And as that grew, I was able to then leave the, the, the day job. And then I kind of found that most of my appointments were either happening, you know, early in the morning, five, six, seven o'clock in the morning, or, you know, in the evening, five, six, seven o'clock in the evening, I had all this time during the day. And so I was just kind of dabbling with, with podcasting at the time. And I was like, well, shoot, I, you know, I, I like running, like, let me start a, a running podcast. Um, and then within about a year or so of that, uh, I had people asking you coach. And after I said no, three or four or five or six times, um, I was like, well, the maybe, <laughs> and what was holding me back was that I didn't have a coaching certificate or anything like that. But then I looked into getting one and it was, and it was the RRCA, which is, which is a, a good organization and they, they give good, good foundations, but it was like, oh, there's this, this weekend course that you can take that covers, you know, a couple hours of exercise physiology and a couple hours of anatomy and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I have six years of college and, and, and master's level courses in all of these subjects, yeah. like I'm pretty sure that that is enough for me to hang my, you know, put my, my shingle out there and say that I'm, I'm comfortable doing this now. Um, because I'm pretty sure that in six years, I learned at least as much as I would have learned in this weekend course. Of so, course, of course. um, so at that point I, I, you know, put a, sent an e I started an email list and, and sent an email out and just said, anybody, anybody interested? Like, I know some people have asked and I've said, no, but here's where I'm at and what I'm thinking about doing. Um, and had a, a few people raise their hands and, and, uh, I would say we were off to the races at that point, but it was more like off to the, the slow trickle of, you know, another person here and another person there. And, uh, eventually it got to the point where I could drop the, the personal training stuff, um, which I still enjoyed doing. I had some great, great clients, but it was, you know, at that point we, we had started our family as far like our daughter was a year, two years old. And so it's like, I would be out for appointments in the morning when my wife got my daughter up for school yeah. or got up and, and took her to daycare and then went to work. Um, and maybe I'd be able to see them just for a few minutes before they left. And then maybe I'd be home for just a few minutes when they got home. 
um, before then I was going out to appointments and trying to get back in time for bedtime. Um, and so, you know, that family balance situation, uh, wasn't, wasn't really there. And then you start doing the math and you go, well, shoot, like I'm almost to the point where I don't need the personal training anymore because the, the running stuff has built up enough and, and having that extra time at home was more valuable than the extra money that it was bringing in. Um, so made, made the leap full time. And I guess it's been like five years now that it's, it's been four years, four and a half years, something like that. It's been my full-time, wow. um, gig to, you know, run and talk to runners and coach runners and write, write about running. That's and, incredible. I mean, I love yeah. it. I love it. Good for you. It's a, so when did you, um, when did you and Kate link up then? How long have you guys known each other? Oh boy. That's, that's a layered question because, um, Kate's daughter and my daughter are close in age, maybe six months or so, something like that, seven months apart. Okay. Um, but Kate and my wife met first. Okay. Uh, it, it, in a, the Lalechi League seven here in town. Ago? Yeah, seven, seven and a half years ago now. And and they met there. And I don't know how, but somehow I guess maybe my wife had something about running and like and and put Kate into my orbit. I guess I don't know. I mean, is that I, is that I sort of how it happened? I'm on this one. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. She mentioned that. Oh, my husband's a, a running coach. And I was like, oh, well, I will stay away from that guy because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And someone that knows what they're doing, like, I, I don't want them to call me out on, on being such a newbie kind of thing. Right. And I remember running into you at, at one race that Rebecca was running and she introduced me and you just like stared at the ground. And I was like, well, fine, I'll stare at the ground because <laughs> Denny's, Denny's not the most social person like in person. So, um, <laughs> It was a couple of years, maybe maybe three years ago, that I kind of joined the Facebook group, started listening to the podcast when I figured out how to listen to a podcast. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, and then listened for a couple months and lurked and was like, I think it was after I had BQ'd but missed the cutoff, mm -hmm. that I was like, all right, let me uh, let me get on board with him and see if we can get a BQ and actually make it into the race. Great. So he's been my coach for about three years now, coming mm -hmm. up in five years. Amazing. Yeah. Good for you guys. Well, yeah, Denny, your podcast is awesome. I've been listening to it. I'm glad that kind of Kate, that was your, your intro into it. And, and Denny, before we move on, I just wanted to, to kind of touch base. Like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, reveal any of your lucrative business secrets, but you mentioned last, you mentioned when we were connecting that the podcast has kind of turned into a natural kind of organic filter for people to discover you and then, and then start working with you. And I just think that's so brilliant. Did you set it up that way? Was that kind of your intention or was it more like, I'm enjoying the building content and connecting with people. And then that just kind of happened. Yes. Yes. To both. Yes. Maybe. Okay. Um, when I started the podcast, like I said, I mean, at that point in the business, I was, I was the, the, the personal training was the business stuff. And there was, so there was no real ambition of creating a podcast and building a running coaching type of thing. Like running coaching wasn't even on my radar. Like, right. like maybe I was hoping that I could be like this, you know, the, 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 next greatest or the first greatest running podcast host and make all the sponsor money from all the running companies or whatever. But I don't even know that realistically, like, I don't even, that's probably revisionist history. Like it was, it was really just something to do, uh, spend some time during the day. And if it turns into something great, and if not, like I'm talking to runners and right. so it's, it's something to do. But then once, like I said, once, once people started reaching out and the idea started to kind of grow a little bit and, uh, it became clear that like, it's a pretty good marketing channel. And I was listening to other businessy type of podcasts and just kind of learning some things along the way. And like, Oh, like that could be something that, that could help, you know, if people are going to spend money on me and, and trust me to, to help them with their running goals, 
Um, I mean, I guess they could always just, you know, Google and find whoever, but like, if you know somebody or if you kind of feel like you might jive with them, I feel like that's probably helpful. So it was kind of a slow burn to get to, to where it was kind of not like super intentional, but like, yeah, there's definitely a connection between as more people are listening to the show, more people are starting to ask about coaching and, and, um, and then it, I mean, you think about it, it just kind of makes, makes a little bit of sense, but it, it wasn't intentional from the get-go, but, but now it's, and it's not like it's super intentional now. Like I don't be like, well, let me put out a podcast today to see how many, you know, inquiries I can get or whatever. Right. Um, but it's just kind of one of those, I, I know if I keep doing it, um, there's a pretty good chance that, that that'll help me on the business side as well. And I enjoy it. So there's, there's that part of it too. I still just enjoy chatting and shooting the breeze and, and having some fun that way. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. Let's do this thing. Okay. So Kate, we got some rules of the podcast for Denny. Okay. Rules don't apply to you as the guest says, Kate. So you get to do whatever you want. Uh, but Denny's got to follow the rules. So rule number one, it's the big rule of the PRP. You have to be vulnerable. Kate mentioned you're a little shy at times. Maybe, maybe the podcast, that podcast mic brings it out of you, but you have to be vulnerable. Do you, do you agree, Denny? I agree. I will be vulnerable. Okay. I love it. Uh, rule number two, almost the same as rule number one, but I put it in here anyways. You have to be honest. Kate, this is where you come in. Make sure he's, make sure Denny's being Back honest. Right? She's already got, she already binged me once. On I know, the, on, I know. On how we got started. She, so binged, we go. she binged you before the rule set. So she's already yep. on it. And then uh, rule number three, Kate, you'll love this rule. Guest host serves as the primary arbitrator. So if Denny and I, the two podcast hosts, get into it, you've got to come in and drop the gavel and make the decision. So um, some softballs to get us warmed up here. Denny, tell us what race you are training for. It is the Colt 45 trail. I don't know, trail race, trail something. Colt 45 trail. We'll call it that trail race. Yep. Okay. And when is it? It is uh, Saturday, November the 20th, 2021. Amazing. What time's the gun? 7 a.m.? I think so. Yeah. Okay. It's in Lakeland, correct? Ish. It's it's a little bit outside of town, but but I guess that's the mailing address. It's it's in the swamp just north of Lakeland. Yep. Okay. And you guys are both in Lakeland, correct? Yes, indeed. Okay. So you guys aren't doing too much traveling. It's pretty local. You get to sleep in your own bed the night before. What race of your career is this? Oh, yeah. This is my fourth, fourth, fifth ultra. Okay. Fourth, nice. Fifth, something like that. Okay. And then as far as is total number. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've done probably 12, 13 marathons, 14 marathons, something like that. Probably an equalish number of halves. And, and I try not to do any five K's if I can avoid it because just too fast and hard. And I'd rather just cruise be out and grind, grind and be miserable for 12 hours as opposed to just hammer and be miserable for 22 minutes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've run a few races in my day, I guess. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. Oddly. I would way rather suffer slowly for a long period <laughs> of time than, than feel the burn. Um, how you, you mentioned you did a few ultras. What's your, is this your furthest distance or yeah. 45? Yeah. Up, up till now, everything's been a, a 50 K which for those that, that aren't, that don't speak ultra or speak trail 50 K should be 31 miles yet. I've never done an ultra that was 31 miles. I've done as far as 33 and like 33 and a half and as short as like 30 and a half. Um, and then there's been like a 32 and I think there was like, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, all it's all the ish in the, in the ultra world. And so this is, and so I'm not expecting this one to be 45 miles on the dot. It'll be 45 ish, but yeah, this would be the, the longest by far. I love it. I love it. And it sounds like I may be wrong here, Kate, but it sounds like potentially you were the one who found this race and roped Denny in. Let's talk about how you guys discovered this race and, and how the plan kind of unfolded. Um, I think I found it in a, uh, late night surfing ultra sign up kind of thing and then 
mentioned it to Denny out on one of our runs on a Saturday morning. And um, you can't peer pressure Denny into anything, okay. I'm convinced. But when I was, was saying what I thought was good about this race, looking for myself, I'm dropping all these pros to it and why it would be such a good fit. And I saw he had a little interest. There was that little bit of like, huh. And so then I was like, oh, I got him. Yeah, so then I, I just it. kept kind of yes, pushing yes. on like, here, here's what you got going for you the time of year. It's local. You don't have to travel, like all this stuff. So now you, yep. now you know, now you know the, the seed planting strategy for Denny. You can't, you can't peer pressure him, but you just got to drop those nuggets one at a time. Um, so Kate, is this your first ultra as well? Or are you, are you an ultra gal? Uh, no, I've done two 50 Ks okay. and then I did, um, a shits and giggle 40 miler for my 40th birthday. That's fun. Um, so that was like the end of August, 2020 when it was unbelievably hot and miserable in Florida. Oof. So it's not as much of a reach for me to go up to 45 as, you know, going from 31 ish. Yeah. Okay. Exciting. So this is for both of you guys. This is both of your, your longest distances and you guys get to go together. I love it. Okay. Jenny, let's talk a little bit about training. You know, obviously you've got plenty of uh, tools on your tool belt, but overall, how has your training been going this summer? Have you been, when did you and Kate decide that you were going to do this race? And when did you kind of put together your training plan? Are you always kind of at a baseline fitness where you can kind of just turn it up when you need to? Yeah, I, I try to stay at, at kind of a, a baseline. Like, like I think our long runs for the most part have been 15-ish, like all year. Um you know, some, some weeks a little bit shorter, uh, some weeks a little bit longer, but that's kind of been, been our, our median, I guess, for, for the long runs. And, and this year has been kind of an interesting year in terms of train. Like, I mean, COVID stuff aside, I mean, obviously that's been interesting as well, but we are participating in a 16 month virtual mileage accumulation challenge, I guess. Ooh. I don't know if, if you've heard of the, uh, the circumpolar race around the world, but Lazarus Lake is, is doing it. Who's the Barkley guy and yeah. does all the crazy, crazy nonsense. Floated this out, this out, um, teams of 10, uh, I guess we started last September and you just pull your mileage together. Uh, and the idea is you start at the, the, uh, U S Mexico line and go South through South America. And then, you know, all virtually of course, but you know, all the way around the world across Antarctica and back up. Wow. And so we've been, we've been, um, as a team, you know, chipping away and, and trying to finish before the end of, of 2021. So trying to finish in the 16 month uh, window. And so mileage was already kind of high for that. That was where Kate was started leaning on the, the idea of like, well, you know, you, you've been training, you've been running so much with uh, the, the craw thing going on and, and, you know, it'll be the, the fall. So it'll be cooler. Um, so I guess all that to say training, like, I don't know that training ever officially started. Okay. Um, it was, it was kind of just a continuation of where we were. And then probably, I don't know, maybe late August, September, somewhere like that is when I officially signed up. I think Kate beat me to the punch and signed up earlier than that, but it was kind of pretty much in the back of my mind. Like I, yeah, I was probably going to do it and she, she convinced me into it. I'll, I'll say devil. She'll say angel, but, but mm -hmm. one way or the other, she, mm -hmm. she kind of planted the seed and, and nurtured it enough that I said, okay. And so I guess for, it's been a couple months that have been pseudo focused on training, but like, I haven't done anything different, a couple, a little bit longer, long runs. Um, but that's been mostly the only real change to, to the schedule, um, at least specific for getting ready for this. Okay, cool. What about you, Kate and training? Are you, you know, relatively consistent as, as much as you can. And then when you're getting ready for a race, you, you turn it up or do you kind of like put together a really specific three or four month block before you're about to, about to do a race? 
Well, I just let Denny handle everything. Yes, <laughs> that's there. You go. Head. Okay, that's right. That's but, right. Uh, we're pretty aligned in the consistency. You okay. know, um, I don't struggle with with getting out there every day. Um, I'm kind of a bad person if I don't get out there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, consistency is not a problem. Um, I like building to a plateau, you know, like a high plateau base. And then it's easy to like ramp up for a marathon or an ultra or something like that, or even kind of ramp up to hammer out a shorter distance race. So yeah, we ran through the summer and kept our long runs pretty long. I ran a marathon the end of October. Okay. Um, so that just naturally led to stretching out the long runs in preparation for that. And I just dragged Denny around with me as we go through town. So perfect. Um, that's yeah. perfect. Love it. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk highs and lows, you know, maybe not so much of, of this, you know, this training camp per se, as it would pertain to other guests that come on the show, but for you guys, maybe more, we can focus more on like on the consistency of training in your guys's life and how, and how it's so close and such an intimate thing that you guys go through. You know, what do you love about being this active with running? And then talk about after that, talk about some of the things that sometimes suck. Oh man. I mean, the, just running in general, like, like, you know, as we kind of mentioned a couple of times through here, but just, you know, like, like I'm definitely a better person when I'm running consistently. It's, it's kind of a joke that, that I say on the podcast once in a while about how, if I don't go for a few days, uh, my wife will just kick me out of the house, uh, and tell me not to come back for an hour. And then, you know, I'll, I'll be a, a functioning human being again. Um, but it's one of those jokes where there's definitely like, I don't know that we've ever gotten to that point, but at the same time, like, the reason I don't think we've ever gotten to that point is because I know I need to, I need to go and I need to make, you know, continue with the running. It, it's going to help me be a better, better at home. And, and so, you know, I mean, I guess there's, there's a high in there of just like, like the, the balance and the function and, and just, you know, balancing the chemicals and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also just like, like the more I kind of look into to just general health and fitness and just kind of overall, like longevity as, as humans, the more I'm, I'm convinced that we're just like, we're designed to move. And I mean, before I, I really got into to running back in my, my grad school days, like I didn't move that much. I mean, I moved, but it, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't something that was, was a regular part of, of life. And, and so it's just like, you know, not to, to try to cast too much judgment on, on our society these days. Cause like, I mean, you know, I sit at the desk a lot during the day and, and working and doing things. And, and, you know, I don't have a commute anymore, but people have commutes like you're sitting in the car and then they sit at the office and, and um, it's just, there's so much sitting that we do a lot of times by somewhat necessity. Um, but I just like feel like moving is, is a great, I don't know if equalizer, but it helps to counterbalance that. And so whatever that movement is, but, but for, for, you know, for me, for us on the, on this call right now, and probably for everybody listening, like running is, is the thing that scratches that itch. And I might do other things to help supplement it, but running really just, just helps ground me and helps me just feel, like I said, just kind of feel better in general. So I don't know if that's answering the question or not, but it's just like, like that movement piece is just so huge for, for me. And, for you. And yep. Yeah. It really is a, is a big deal. Um, what about the things, you know, as you, as you are as consistent as you are, Denny, like, is there anything, is there anything that, that, that sucks with being this consistent? Is there anything that is a bit of a grind or for the most part, are you like settled in and it's just all, it's firing on all cylinders? I don't like long runs. Yeah. Um, I, I'll just admit that like, like, you know, and I think that sometimes, especially maybe more from the outside looking in, but you, you see people that run all the time. And you're like, God, like, I just can't imagine like loving it all the time. And it always like, it's not like, no, like, like there's some days that I don't really want to. There's some days that it's, it's more of a struggle to get out for one reason or the other. Right. 
you know, and I, I feel like that's natural. And I mean, I, there's been times where I've definitely been like burnt out and, and just needed to take a break. And I, I think that I haven't been there in, in a while. Um, but that, but you know, like, like not every day, you know, and again, I mean, runners know this, but not every day does it, is it, did the miles just float by? Not every day do you, do you just want to get out there as, as you know, and you can't start quick enough and you, you know, hope you have all the hours available. Um, some days are like that. And, and, you know, hopefully when I, when I have one of those days, I can embrace it as much as possible and, and not just have to cut it off at, you know, a handful of miles during the week or at, you know, 12 or 14 or 15 miles on the weekend. But those, those days are the exception to the rule, I guess. So, yeah. you know, most days it's okay. Some days it's really a struggle. Uh, but like I said, long runs are not my, like, I love being finished with the long run. I love the sense of, of feeling of accomplishment and, and seeing, you know, somewhere double digits more, more often than not, as far as the, you know, adding to the calendar and, and adding to the total, total mileage, things like that. Um, usually once I get going, I'm fine. Uh, but the process getting started, out. Yeah, getting right. started sometimes is a little bit more of a challenge, which, which it's nice, you know, in, in all, in all seriousness, it's nice to have a pretty regular running partner on the weekends because I know, I know she's a somewhat waiting on me, but also like she's, we got to get going because both of us, but she's got three kids. So it's three times the, the craziness yeah. that is at my house. Um, as far as like, we've got family stuff probably going on later that day as well. So, you know, if, if we're trying to run for three or four hours and I'm dragging my feet, getting started, then that has ripple effects for both of us on, on the home front. So, um, on the days that we're running together, it's a lot easier to get out because I know got to be there at this time so we can start, so we can get our miles in so that we can, you know, get on with our days. So that's been one thing that's helped me, but yeah, long runs are just not like, they're tough. I know. It's, yeah. It's just, feeling. it's just, you know, a <laughs> right. couple, couple few hours sometimes, especially when it's, you know, July in yeah. central Florida and it's, you know, 85 degrees before you start, before the sun's coming up and it's already 98% humidity. And it's just like, Ugh. it's going to be a slog, but yeah. you know, <laughs> same time it. it's going to be, I'm going to be better for it when it's all said and done. So yeah, I, I try to grind it out. I love it. It sounds like Kate, Kate can be the driver there. So, you know, Denny, you, you kind of argued against yourself there. That's, that's one point on the angel yeah. side, you know, we're, we're, I'm tallying angel versus devil. You made an angel, <laughs> angel point there. Um, it, I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you guys have that connection. I think there's um, when I originally started running, I was a pretty independent runner. But as I've kind of grown my running community in Ann Arbor, uh, I definitely try to slate my long runs with people for that exact reason. Like, hey, I told them I'd be there at 730. I got to get up. I can't snooze. You know what I'm saying? It just that accountability piece is big. Kate, what about you? What, what are the things you love about this lifestyle that you've you know kind of grown into? And then what are some of the things that that suck? I'm kind of opposite. I I think long runs are my favorite. <laughs> you guys are perfect. I, I often, you guys are a perfect running pair. I love it. It's yeah, perfect. I often am like pretend that I do bad math, but maybe it's a little more intentional. So it's like, oh, sorry, we're going to end up like four miles longer than we expected. <laughs> and, you know, he's over there like. Of but, course, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually a lot of times like Friday nights, it's like, yes, I get to, to go out for hours tomorrow morning and start my day out for a long run but I like kind of the diversity in running so all my weekday runs are solo you know they're usually early in the dark before the kids are up for school so that's how I start my day and um, I like that alone time no music no podcast just me and pavement and that's it um, I like meeting up with different friends um, I meet up with some other friends besides Denny sometimes during the week I'll run with anyone at any pace, I'll walk with them, I'll hike with them, I'll run walk with them, I'll do whatever. So I like the social aspect and um, and I like that there's a lot of 
you know, diversity in, in the types of running. I did some duathlons this summer just to mix it up, but then still kept the long runs to scratch that itch. So um, as far as the kind of downside, I think my biggest thing is sometimes I wish I just had more more time. More time to, on your you hands. Know, yeah, exactly. Sometimes life happens and I miss a run and, and I didn't want to miss the run and I get a little cranky about having to miss the run, but you, you got to constantly juggle like, oh, there's a sick kid or this came up or whatever. So you know, I kind of do what I can with the time that I have available. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you guys for doing it with the kids, man. I got my older brother recently entered the kids space and I, I love, I love being around the kids, but in terms of like bandwidth of time, man, we love them, but those little suckers take, uh, take all the time. <laughs> they take your time and your money, but, uh, they're so cute, uh, while they do it. So good for you guys for, for being able to stay dedicated. Um, okay. Next segment. I, I usually on the show, this is more focused directly on Strava, but for the most part, it doesn't have to be so Strava focused. It's more, it's more talking about being a part of a running community. So Denny, I know that you have a Strava. Um, Kate, I wasn't sure I, I looked around for you. I wasn't sure if you had one. So Denny, are you active on Strava or do you do most of your stuff on Instagram? I, I don't know that I'm active on Strava. I, 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 I have all my runs linked there. Okay. Uh, so they, they post, um, I suppose I probably use Strava more checking in on some of the runs and details for the athletes that I'm coaching. Okay. Um, I, I don't really use it as much of a, of a social media. Um, I'll, I'll scroll through and, and, you know, give some kudos and, and give a comment here or there, but it's not really a regular part of my quote unquote social media makeup or diet or whatever. Like I, it's, right. it's, it's a tool more than anything else for me probably. Right. And it's a good diary too. Like, cause I don't do much of a running journal. So if I ever wanted to look back on my details, like at least they're all, in one place from all of my runs. So yeah. it's kind of double service on that front too. Totaled up. What about you, Kate? Do you use any kind of like running app or um, do you use Strava? I just joined Strava maybe a year ago, but only because I had to in order to get it to um, send my data to the platform used for coaching. Right. Okay. Um, I think it's like, so it uploads from Coros to Strava to Final Surge. So there's like a nine-year-old trapped inside of me. Um, so when it comes to like social media and all that, like newfangled technology, I'm like, I'm not the greatest. Um, I think I have five people I follow and five people following me. So nice. Nice. Well, I'm going to start following you for what it's worth. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, so find me first. that's right. <laughs> friends. Um, let's talk more than let, let's cue this part up more to like, you guys are big in a running community and, you know, talk about your involvement with being in a local running community and kind of how, how that accountability piece has like helped you grow in your career. I mean, it's, it's, it's all just kind of, um, like, I like the community when you can not play the comparison game. Yes. Um, which is, which is like the one downfall I have of Strava, but it's the same thing, whether it's Garmin connect, whether it's, you know, just people posting their runs on Instagram or Facebook or, or whatever. Like it's so easy to get caught up in the, I need to keep up with this person or look at what, look at the mileage she's doing or look at the pace he's running or, or whatever, whatever metrics it, it is that, that are, you know, the next step for where you're trying to get to and, and the potential to then maybe try to do more than you're capable of right now that can lead to injury, that can lead to burnout, that could just be frustrating of like, why can't I do what? Kate can do, or why can't I do what Adam can do, or why can't I do what whoever else can do? And and so often, you know, I mean, it's and this is like social media, I guess, in general, but like, A, you don't know what their history is. Like maybe, maybe this person's been running for 30 years. Right. And like, and and actually, like they're kind of on the their paces are getting slower and they're actually not running as much because of injury or fatigue or their age or or whatever, any number of factors. 
Um, and so they're actually not feeling great about their runs, but then you're putting them up on a pedestal. Like, and it's just, just all of those, those dynamics that can be at play that, that are just not, not ideal because I'm more of a slow and steady and gradual progress kind of guy. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about heart rate training, uh, when, when we were on, on my show and, and just like, like how long-term I think that's the, whether it's strict mafetone or whether it's more of an 80, 20, or just running by effort and really focusing on running easy most time. I mean, whatever, we can split hairs on all that, but doing that doesn't always look good on Strava. It doesn't always look good on social media where it's like, you know, I ran, I ran 10 minute pace this morning, you know, like, like I'm fine with it, but some people can be like, Oh God, like I could have run faster or like, Oh my gosh, it's only 10 minute pace or whatever. So, so the online communities are tough, but, but as long as you can, you can be around in in a supportive community, um, whether it's online or, or in person, and it's not always about competition and it's not always about who can run faster. Um, I mean, you know, left to left to her own devices, Kate would probably leave me in the dust most, most long run days, or at least could cap- certainly capable of her, her race times are, are definitely faster than mine are going to be, uh, and have been, but, but not, you know, not trying to push every Saturday and, and not even like, not even to where I'm pushing to keep up, but like we're running kind of my comfortable pace or, you know, kind of somewhere that's, that's comfortable for both of us. Um, you know, if you can find that type of community and that type of support, um, again, online, in person, hybrid of both, that's, that's the type of running community that can really kind of foster long-term growth and appreciation and, and hopefully enjoyment of the sport. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. The comparison game is a dangerous one. And I think even more so on, on platforms like Strava, you know, we do that, we do this segment to kind of, I think more to, I love Strava, but more to highlight that, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what serves you and you gotta let other people do what serves them. And you gotta, you know, be just supportive. Kate, what about you? What are your thoughts on, on the running community stuff? Do you have a, you have a community in in Lakeland that you're plugged into, or is Denny one of your main, you mentioned you run with other people too. How many other people do you run with? Um, well, it depends. Uh, Denny says I have a harem of women (laughs) (laughs) that I rotate through. Yes. Um, So I actually like, I run with a bunch of other moms, but I don't, I don't really enjoy groups. Um, but I definitely like one-on-one connection. So, um, I'm much more comfortable just meeting up with one other person and being able to have a conversation while we run where I can really listen to them or they can really listen to me depending Depending on on the day I'm talking Um, versus like a big, you know, big groups just aren't my, they're not my thing. So I've connected with a lot of moms and it's a good opportunity for us to like, you know, go through the, the parenting stuff, the, the stuff with our spouses, the just general life stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the basic like community that I'm part of. It's yeah. more the one-on-one. The one-on-one stuff. I'm totally yeah. there. I'm totally there for that. I, I fully agree. I, I won't turn down the option of a big group run. But the, for some reason, I'm very social, but the big group run uh, aesthetic always, for some reason, stresses me out. Um, we got to figure out, uh, we got to figure out like a, a good outdoors uh, podcast, Mike, Denny, and we'll start doing running. We got to do one-on-one running podcast, bro. <laughs> and the sound quality might not be I, very I've good. A, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've actually had a couple people that were like, have like seriously suggested that idea. And it sounds great, but yeah, like. Like the huffing and puffing of, and trying to, to make it work and, and uh, it'd be a tough listen. Um, That's right. It'd be, it would be a tough listen for sure. That's all right. Kate would listen, right? If me and Denny did a running podcast, would you listen? She's like, no, she's got to listen if, to podcasts. If, if I could uh, talk while running, you wouldn't get me to shut up. That's, that's my wheelhouse right there. I love it. Confirmed. Love it. Confirmed. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, let's change gears a little bit here. I'm interested to pick your guys' brains on this because I think you guys are, 
very dedicated individuals, but you seem like you are both veterans enough to not uh, put a ridiculous goal on the on the target. So we'll start with Denny. Denny, what is your goal with this race? Oh, I mean, it's it's a little bit of the cliche answer, but but there's layers to it of of why. But it's just, you know finish finish in one piece uh, is is the big goal. Um, when when it first started thinking about it, I was like, well, maybe maybe nine, you know, somewhere between nine hours and ten hours, like I th- I think is doable. I think I could do that. But like I mentioned with our with our race around the world that's still going on, um, you know, you think like, oh, 45 miles, like that's a huge chunk of miles to to add into the to the total for your your virtual event. And it is. But if the 45 miles, if I push too hard and it costs me five, eight, 10, 12 days of recovery right. before I can run again, now all of a sudden that's that's not really helping the the, the team on that front. And so I guess my 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 big goal is to be feeling well enough and, and focused on recovery enough post-race that I'm running again by the end of the following week, which means that my goal for the race is to stay controlled, keep it easy. Um, I think 10 to 12 hours is, is, pro- is probably where it's going to end up, probably closer to 12 hours than 10 hours as far as like, like I'm doing a, a run-walk thing kind of from the beginning, trying to not push the pace. Although again, like you, you put me at mile 40 or, or mile 35 and I'm feeling halfway decent. Like there might be a little bit of pushing Spark. that starts to come yeah. just to like a competitive and B like, let's get this damn thing over with. So I might push a little bit towards the end, but the, the goal is to just run a, a conservative longest, longest mileage, you know, by, by a long shot ever. Um, so, so also a little bit of knowledge of like, I might feel really good at 20 miles or at 25 miles or at 30 miles, but I still have to get to 45 and that's still a long ways to go. So so yeah, like I said, I mean, it's a conservative goal, maybe, maybe 10 to 12 hours would be great. I think the, the cutoff is 14 hours. So anything before that is, is more than acceptable. Um, and, and the real icing on the cake, the, the A goal is to be able to, to not push so hard that recovery isn't a huge, long, onerous great. task, but, but can go relatively quick. I love it. He's got the team in mind. He's got the big, he's got the 16 month team in mind. I love that. Um, Kate, what about you? Are you are you kind of in line with with Denny's thoughts? Or are you going to push it a little bit more? Um, for the for the most part, I don't really like to have time goals on trail runs. Right, um, it's too crazy, huh? There's too many moving pieces. Yeah, and a lot of it's going to depend just when we get out there. It's a it's a three loop course, so kind of seeing what it's like that first loop. If it's really swampy and mucky and you're losing your shoes, then obviously I know it's going to be a lot slower. If it's pretty dry and the ground's, you know, reasonably firm, then, you know, all things aligned, I think sub nine could happen, but like, I won't know till I get out there what the weather's like, how quick it heats up. I mean, it could get up to 80 Saturday. Um, So I I really do want to finish like and recover well. I don't want to be out for, you know, a week hobbling around. So we'll just see. We'll take it as it goes. You guys are the veterans. You guys are the running veterans over here. I love, I love this thought process and this mindset. Um, What is the plan for, have you guys discussed this yet? Or maybe this is V1 of, I mean, you guys, I'm probably sure you have, but are you guys hanging together or are you guys just every man and woman for themselves? What's the plan? They're laughing guys. For the listeners, they're both, they both cracked them up. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, not, not going to stick together the whole time. Okay. I I think is pretty, pretty clearly what's going to happen because our, 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 our strategies, at least what we've talked about so far 
And I don't think they've probably changed too dramatically. Uh, like the run walk kind of thing that, that I'm thinking about doing is probably not going to jive exactly with what Kate's planning to do. And so, so we might run together for the first bit until my, I take my first walk and then, uh, I'll, I'll bid her adieu and, and, uh, hopefully not see her again, because that means she's doing well or, or um, she's laughing you. Right. <laughs> or w- which would mean that either she's doing amazing or more likely that I'm way off the rails. And so, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get about a half an hour together. Cause I think the first little beginner lap is about three miles. And my plan is to run all that and then take my first walk break at the end of that first lap. And then she'll just keep on keeping on as, as far as I'm concerned, unless she's had a change of heart. Nice. I love it. Do you guys have any well, other, go ahead. Kate. I, I have to say we haven't run together the last couple of weeks cause our schedules haven't aligned. And I, I do have a couple of like rants. Uh-oh. <laughs> she got some rants queued up. Yeah. That's right. So sometimes my rants can go for like 12 miles. So who knows? Who knows how it'll happen? Yeah. Maybe she'll start walking with you, Denny, because she won't be done with her rants. I love it. I suppose that's but just don't expect me to keep running for the first 12 miles because that'll be <laughs> that'll put me in a in a in a problematic situation. Okay. Big vulnerability piece. And you guys are pretty uh pretty cheerful and 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 pretty optimistic about this, but this is the big vulnerability question, Denny. What are you most worried about with this race? I mean, I'm, I, again, another kind of joke for my podcast, but I'm like the most type B minus runner. Like I, I just kind of whatever, like I go with the flow. Um, but what I'm worried about, I guess is, is like legit the course being halfway underwater. Um, cause it's, it's been really dry here for a while. Uh, but we got a bunch of rain in the last week or so, and there's a forecast of maybe a little bit more rain this week. And, and I mean, the race is legit in a swamp. I've never been there, but I, I've driven right by the, the entrance to the state park. And like, I mean, you know, the, the highest elevation is probably like seven feet, which is just a little footbridge or something like that. So it's not going to take much for the water table to rise up enough to potentially be a problem. And I'm not afraid of like, I mean, trail running, like I'm not afraid of getting wet and I'm not afraid of a, of a river crossing or a creek crossing or, you know, trying to, to avoid a gator in, in, in the swamp or something like that. Um, <laughs> that's some Florida shit right there. The gator. Avoidance. I mean, God damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I really just don't want to have wet feet for 45 miles. Like, yeah. like that not from a comfort standpoint, but from a, what that could do to my feet for 45 miles. Yes. Um, so I'll have multiple pairs of shoes to potentially change into. But again, if the whole thing is underwater, like what, what's the point of changing your shoes to have them dry for 20 feet before you're back in the water again. So yeah, that's, that's my concern is just the, the, the water table and the, what that could do to the course conditions. Yeah. That's valid. Extremely valid. You're right. And like, yeah, you know, going through a river on a, on a mountain trail race and then drying up is one thing, but having consistently soggy feet is a whole another thing. Kate, what about you? Same question. What are you most worried about? Probably would be maybe going out too hard in the beginning Okay. and, and, uh, and blowing up towards the end. And I'm going to try and be smart about it. Um, but I also kind of like to walk that line of just how much I can push myself and stay safe. So you know, hopefully, hopefully I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun, right? The only way to, yeah. the only way to figure it out is test it. So I think you'll be good. Um, okay. A little, little worries about soggy feet and a little worries about pushing the RPMs too high. Um, have you guys thought about, um, what's next? Have you guys looked forward on the calendar at all? Do you guys, I, I here's my, here's my guess. Denny doesn't have anything planned and Kate's already signed up for her next one, but I could be wrong. Denny, you go first. What's 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 next for you? Do you like to usually finish your races before you put another one on the calendar, or what's your process? Most of the time, you would be at least for me, you would be right that, okay. that I would have nothing nothing on the uh, the calendar. Um, 
but that's that's not exactly the case. So got this, and then obviously we've got the the continued race around the world that, that'll wrap up uh, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, there's it's kind of an arbitrary deadline, but if we, we, we can still finish it into the, into the new year, but trying to get into the 16, 16 month window, a little extra, extra swag if you do so. So trying to wrap that up, but I also have a, a half marathon on the docket for January. Okay. Um, my, uh, my 40th birthday is like the week before the race. And so my, my, uh, wife was like, Hey, you know, let's, let's have a in celebration, Florida, let's have a little birthday celebration. Um, and so we kind of put it out to like my Facebook group and I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I'll probably mention it. Like if anybody wants to come and run cool and, and have like, it's a half marathon and a marathon, uh, pretty local. It's, it's, you know, a little different direction, but about 45 minutes from the house. So, so I'm going to try to PR. I haven't, I haven't run a half marathon hard in like said seven years, six and a half, seven years. Okay. Um, so going to, going to try to Try to throw down. That's right. Uh, a birthday a half jam marathon in January. A birthday yeah, jam and, PR right before the big four yeah. I love that, dude. Well, That's, right after. So it'll right be, after. I'll be a, okay. technically a master. I'll, I'll be my first master's race. It'll be a, a, a half marathon and, and see what happens. I so, love it. Um, so usually, yeah, I would have nothing like nothing even remotely on the calendar, but I, I actually do this time, which is weird for me. That's exciting though. That's a fun. That's a fun birthday jam that you got set up. Kate, what about you? Well, Denny didn't mention we have Ragnar first. Oh, oh yeah, we got Ragnar coming up in a couple of weeks too. There's, there's that. <laughs> I the love first it. weekend of December, it's uh, Denny and I, and then six other people from you know his Facebook group, um, and that's the the trail relay. Right. So you kind of just camp out and run laps around there. So we'll be doing that, and then um, I think I'm going to run celebration, but do the full marathon, and that's going to be my BQ attempt for this year. Nice. I love it. I love it. Have you BQ'd in the past? You mentioned that earlier in the in the in the pod. Have you qualified for Boston and have you run it? I have qualified three times. Um, I have missed the actual cutoff by like forty-two seconds, nine seconds. You know, the the first year I was under by like four ten, oh. and I was like, yes, I'm in. And then that was the year where it was four fifty-two, and then they dropped the standards by five minutes, and then I got that, and it just yeah, I'm always like just a little bit short. Okay. So I'll get there. You'll get one there. Day. Yeah, keep chipping yeah. away. Keep chipping away. You yeah. have a good attitude about it too. And that's what's most important. Okay. Final pieces here. This is the this is the rapid fire fun stuff. This is the stuff the fans love. Um weekend itinerary. You guys are both local, so you're sleeping in your own beds. Um, I do like to talk nutrition the night before. Denny, what's your you got a go to, you know, a meal before a race or what you know, how do you approach getting ready? Yeah, my, my go-to meal the night before a, a long race is is usually some sort of chicken, some something so, sort of basic, and then my my secret sauce is well, not secret sauce with the chicken, but like my secret dessert, uh, race day, race day or pre-race day dessert, is yogurt, which probably doesn't sit on everybody's stomach real well, and I don't know how I stumbled into it, but it just kind of works for me. So some type of like you know thick full fat Greek yogurt with like some, you know, frozen blueberries or something like that in it. Um, Kate's laughing. And, and Kate's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess it, it, it doesn't need to work for anybody else, but me, but that, that seems to work well for me the night before. I don't do it for long runs as much anymore, unless we're doing something really long. Right. Um, but that's kind of my go-to marathon and, and ultra um, pre-race yeah. meal. It just sets well enough on my stomach and, and seems to provide the energy the next day. So that's, you know, fairly tried and true. And I'm not going to, mess with the formula this yeah time. don't if it's not broken don't fix it kate what about you what's for dinner the night before yeah i'm pretty 
pretty basic. So I'm like a grilled chicken or fish, either potatoes or sweet potatoes, and then steamed vegetables. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. What do you guys do? Denny, what do you do morning of a race? You, I mean, ultras are a little different than, than other things. Are you going to, are you going to go big in the morning or just kind of try to keep nutrition consistent throughout the day? I honestly don't know exactly what I'll do, which means I probably won't do anything fancy, which means I'll just have some coffee and that's about it. Um, I, I, when I got into the heart rate training stuff, uh, a handful of years ago, I kind of also embraced, uh, fat adaption and, and really relying on, on body fat for energy more and, and running fasted. And so like all of our long runs are, are fasted. Um, I'm not going to like fast all day during the, the 45, but as far as eating beforehand, you know, because it's a little bit bigger, I might have a piece of fruit or I might have something really small, mm-hmm. but more than likely, um, I'll, I'll just kind of run on water for water and coffee. I'll have coffee on the morning uh, of for sure, but mostly run on water and coffee for the first handful of hours. And then I'll start, you know, tapping into what, what the aid stations have available and things like that during the race, but not necessarily what I would recommend for everybody to do, especially if you're new to running, but that's kind of, I'm comfortable with it. And, and I have a pretty good stomach as far as like, I'm not worried about eating something and having some type of GI issues later, Right. but also like, I'm not going to poke the bear. Like I'm comfortable running 20 or 30 miles on empty to start out with. So that's probably what I'll start out with. Nice. What, uh, two follow-up questions on that. First one, if you do have a piece of fruit, what kind of fruit? Um, banana. No, I mean, well, no, probably not. Uh, only because I don't have any bananas at the house. No, okay. I, I'll, I'll hit to the store and, and maybe I'll get some bananas, but usually it's something, something a little bit sweeter, whether it's, it's some berries or, or I, we've got pineapple at the house and that's like, I'm a pineapple guy. So that there's a pretty solid chance that there'll be a, a spoonful of pine, like, but I mean, just like literally a couple bites of pineapple and that'd be, yeah, okay. be about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the casually vulnerable piece, but does coffee, does coffee help the code Brown situation in the morning? Does it get everything rolling? I, 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 uh, don't, don't have a, a tie in there. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, it, the, the situation is going to unfold as it unfolds and the coffee doesn't seem to, to make a, a dramatic difference one I, way or the other. I love but, it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, and I wouldn't normally, like, like I said, I mean, I normally, um, do the heart rate stuff. So I try not to have coffee before I run anyway, because that jacks up the heart rate. Um, but on race day, even though I'm not like racing, racing, like I'm not worried about the heart rate on, on Saturday. So uh, a cup of coffee beforehand. And if, and if that means I've got to stop somewhere along the way, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll, cool. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm gonna be out there for 10 or 12 hours anyway. So I'm probably gonna have to stop at some point. So you right. know, whatever. And you guys are on a trail, so it's easy, accessible. Right. Uh, Kate, what about you morning of what's the, what's the plan? What's the, what's the regimen that you exercise? So I, I also typically do all my runs fasted, although I do usually drink coffee before all, okay. um, but typically on races, um, I might have a banana if it's green enough. Yes. Ooh. I'm very picky. Ooh, if it's you, too ripe. You go green. It's not gonna work. You like the green bananas, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you're the first so on. We'll, you're the first on the PRP on the green banana train. So good for you. You get the green banana badge. I love that. Okay, a little banana the if you do something. Is, um, like baked potato, plain baked potato, something that's just kind of, kind of flat on my stomach. In the morning. Yep. Wow. I like that. You salt it or just go straight? Sometimes I put like half a stick of butter on it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> like there you can't go. get enough butter. Yeah, there so. you go. Okay. I love it. And um, and what about you for the code brown situation? Does coffee help the digestion get flowing? Do you do you you get it out before you get on get on the course or just kind of let let the morning unfold? No, I'm definitely I'm definitely a morning pooper. Yeah, but, good. Um, good. Yeah, and it it's gonna happen one way or the other. But if I have an extra <laughs> 
extra early start, the coffee Helps just it. ensures that everything's on track. So yeah. Yeah, I love it. I've had a few people on here that are they are you know self-proclaimed double deucers. They won't leave the house until they've got two out, and I think that's impressive. I'm not, I'm not that regimented with it. I wish I was. Um, okay, so we know what we're eating. You guys, like I said, you guys are veterans here. You guys know exactly what the plan is. Final piece, it's the swag piece. I love to talk about the drip. Um, Denny, what are you going to wear? Uh, you know, top to bottom, walk, walk us through your your traditional race day kit. I, you know, he's a non uh, he's a non material guy. So he's yeah, a, I really yeah <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll figure something out uh, on Friday, I guess. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, like I, I'm pretty sure that I've got uh, you know just the the standard standard stuff as far as the, the shorts. I mean, like I only have a couple pairs of shorts in the rotation, so that that one's an easy easy decision. Um, as far as the top, it'll it'll kind of depend on what the weather's looking like, but it's it's looking like it's not going to be Florida, Florida, chilly. Um, so it'll probably be, you know, some, one of the handful of, of you know, singlets that I've collected over the years. Um, no, no special, special ones or anything like that. Uh, not, not life's too short to think about all that kind of stuff as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. um, I'll grab one of those. I'll grab a, a, a hat. You know, I, I, like I said, the biggest thing is, is shoes and socks. And, and I don't know that any of them are going to make a difference depending on what the course conditions are, but I'll have you know, multiple pairs of shoes and socks so that depending on if it makes sense to change each lap of the, of the three big laps, um, I can do that and have dry shoes. If it, again, if it makes sense and if it doesn't, then I'll just roll with, with whatever pair. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll have my, my, um, my water pack. I, I do, um, orange mud pack with the, with the water bottle. I'm not a, a, a bladder, uh, kind of guy, but okay. so I'll, I'll have that going too, um, with a little bit of, of, you know, water to start with, and then I'll probably mix in some tailwind throughout the day. Nice. Um, and you know, carry my phone and, and that type of stuff, but pretty, pretty low maintenance as far as, as thought going into the, the outfit it's, you know, whatever, Functional. One, one of the, one of the shirts, one of the shorts shoes, let's rock and roll. Yeah. What, what, uh, what shoe are you in? Do you wear, are you swear by a certain shoe or do you dabble around? Mostly ultras. Okay. Um, and so I, I'll probably have in a, in a perfect world, if I don't have to change shoes a bunch, I'll probably roll with the, uh, the ultra temps, uh, pretty much the whole way through, but I'll have, I'll have a couple pairs of temps. I'll have a pair of lone peaks of pretty much all of my ultra trail shoes, just in case, depending on, you know, if, if again, if conditions make sense to change into dry shoes, but, um, if not, we'll just stick with, with, uh, the, the temps for probably the whole thing. I love it. I love it. All right, Kate, same question to you. Let's let's walk through the, the the race day kit. I will definitely have my spandex shorts with all the pockets. Yes, that was a that was a big stressor for me before the marathon last month. I like the spandex shorts just so I don't have to worry about any uh, any chafing mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a toe sock person, so the what are the ninja socks? Injinji those mm. those toe socks. Those are my go-to. I've been using those for years. I think they really help with blisters. Wow. Um, at least for me. Wow. So the, um, so the toe sock is a blister prevention technique for you then? For me, because my toenails tend to dig into the side of the other toe even when I cut them short. Ah, so it okay. kind of prevents that, okay. that friction. That would make so, sense. Yeah, okay. Um, I only have one pair of trail shoes. They're ultras. I don't know, maybe maybe kings. I'm not sure. Okay. But um, hopefully I can stick with them. Um, they drain really well. So I feel like if it's wet, there's no point in changing because at least they'll drain the water out. Zero shoes I've been into the last few months. I really like those. Anything zero drop wide toe box. 
and then a pair of ultra escalantes are the other ones I have in the rotation right now. Nice. Otherwise, you know, just tank top. I use the double barrel orange mud pack yep. like Denny does. Okay. So sweet. You guys go, do either of you guys go sunglasses down there in Florida or do you stay sunglass free? I'll probably go, go sunglass free. Um, I, I it's been so long since I've run very much in the sun. Like, cause everything is before, everything's before dawn to try to beat the heat. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have a hat on, so that'll help a little bit, but, um, I'll, I'll probably have them in the car, um, just in case, you know, kind of one of those like better to have and not need than need and not have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't be, I won't be going with them from the, from the start for sure. Nice. 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 Okay. Well, amazing. We've, we've pretty much checked every box here. Final small question that I forgot to ask here. Do you guys, do you guys have people out there supporting you in terms of crew out here? Or are you guys mostly going at this kind of single-handedly? What's the, what's the crew situation like for both of you? I think I'm flying solo, but you, you never know. Like my, my wife is, um, the type of person that would like show up to, to yeah. see me for five minutes each lap and then sit around for three and a half hours waiting for me to be there. <laughs> um, the, the, the wild card is, is our daughter and, and she will not be one that would be enjoying sitting around for of three course. and a half hours of and, course. <laughs> and see me for five minutes. Um, so my, my advice for them is to stay home. But being that it's close enough, I wouldn't be shocked if they showed up. But I'm I'm planning to be self sufficient, and anything else is just a uh, you know icing on top. Bonus. That's right. Okay, Kate. What about you? Are the kiddos going to come out and see you, or you going to have them stay at home? No, she's like no. Yeah, no, they. Um, my boys both have soccer games. Okay. My daughter has a horseback riding lesson. My husband is hopefully going to get everybody where they need to be on time ish. <laughs> we'll see. I love, um, it. I love it. And you know, as long as I could be out there, it's like yeah, no. They're just, not coming. Just let me be. Yeah, I love it. Kate's super mom. Kate's like getting it all over. Kate's like getting ready to go in the morning and also like making sure her husband has the itinerary and the kids have their food. So she's got she's got a lot going on. Um, all right. Well, this was such a pleasure to talk to you guys. Uh, you know, usually at this part of the show, I give advice, but you guys don't need any advice. You guys are you guys know exactly what you're doing. Have fun. Obviously, the verdict is in, Denny. The verdict from my side is in, and I think that Kate is your running angel. And not your running devil. She's got a she's got a little spicy attitude in a good way, you know. But she's still an angel. So that's just my opinion. Um, you guys, you guys have an awesome running relationship. Kate, any uh, final words of advice for Denny? You can give him advice, or you can give him a little razzle on uh, on the rivalry piece. Whatever you want. I'm actually going to go sort sort of serious okay. on this one. Okay. So. Um, I just hope that, because, you know, ultras have all their, their ups and downs, and I hope that he has a great day out there, that uh, you enjoy the highs, and you work through the lows and learn something from them, and um, kind of stay present, because that's what I'll be doing, is just enjoying the day out there, and uh, I hope you have a great race, and I'll be uh, waiting at the car with the beers. Yes, <laughs> yes, Kate. Kate's the best. Kate, you are awesome. Uh yeah, Denny, I mean, you know it, but the lows will come. So just be ready for them. And when they come, just be present in them and, and they'll pass, you know, just like the highs will, unfortunately. So um, thank you guys both so much for being on. Uh, best of luck to you on Saturday. And I'm sending up uh, good vibes for your feet. God bless your guys' feet. Good luck. Thanks again. Take care, guys. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it.
episode 11 of the PRP was recorded at the Forum Campus Studio in Charming, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Forum is a premier operator of lifestyle assets created through the alchemy of space, cost, style, and convenience. Check them out at PrenticeForum.com. If you liked today's episode and want to check out what Denny is up to in more depth, be sure to check him out at his website, DizRuns.com. That's D-I-Z-R-U-N-S.com. Denny's website is chock full of great content and his podcast, Diz Runs Radio, is pretty awesome as well and can be found on all major streaming platforms. Feel free to also check him out on Instagram using his handle at Diz Runs. Diz Runs, running, life, and everything in between. We'll see you next time on the PRP.